This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. How many of y'all like potato chips? I'm going to Red Doritos last. How many of y'all are, are cheddar and sour cream ruffles people? Right there, I see you behind the cameras. I'm coming all the way. I'm probably going to take one of your heads off. This is what I learned first service. It's a good thing about a run-through. So, like, I just need everyone to be ready to catch these, and we need to work these back right up there, okay? Here we go. Somebody catch. Oh, I made it further than I did first service. Well, that's great. That's great. Those are for you. I'm just going to request that you share them with everyone around you and that you don't crunch too loudly, okay? Um, salt and vinegar. Who's salt and vinegar? Right here. Here you go. If I take your head off, I apologize. Somewhere over there. Um, no, not going there yet. Just normal potato chips, salted potato chips right here. Anyone? One person right there. That's it. You're, you're unique. Uniquely made by God. Glory. Hallelujah. You're just, just potato chips. How many Red Doritos people are in here? The whole place. Good luck. Fight over them. Share them. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it is what it is. Go ahead, open those. Seriously, open them, eat them. They're meant for you to enjoy. Pass them around. Don't be stingy. Don't be selfish. We're in church. For the love of the Lord, don't make me pray for you. Um, here, here's, here's what I learned. Like, we're, we're, I get to be in the series um, Choices. Everyone else from this point that preaches in this series of the best of the best is going to do way better than I do because I got told on Monday what I get to speak, everyone else gets weeks to prepare, okay? I didn't get that, so this is, you got what you got, all right? Um, I'm just kidding. This is true, though. Um, <laughs> um, but here's what I began to realize. Immediately when Pastor Kevin called me and told me, like, hey, best of the best series, choices, this is what you're, immediately I came back, I said, God's been dealing with me on a thought. Um, it sounds like this is the moment. And it, it, it relates back to these bag of chips, Come on, someone got fired up that I just brought a bag of chips to church. You know what I'm saying? Someone did. Like, like you're fired up, and you need to get a bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the way it went right there. Like, you're like, I'm fired up. Someone's eating chips, but it's not me. We need to get you another bag of chips. Pass the chips up this way. Y'all aren't as excited as she is. She needs a bag of chips. Um, but, but here's the deal. Like, like, when you open those bag of chips, you reach down in, and you're like, thank you, Jesus. I just got red Doritos. One person, the only person in here is excited they got plain potato chips. Um, but you know what I'm saying? You got excited. And you're like, yes, I got chips at church. This is, Lord, I'm turning my life over to you today. It's a spiritual experience because of Doritos in the church. But here's the deal. Here's what I've learned about bags of chips. If you buy that bag of chips, your experience could be completely different. How you opened a bag of chips that you bought? You paid three something, four something for a bag of chips. You open it up and you look in, and it's a third of the bag of chips. You know what I'm talking about? And you're like, in the name of Jesus, Lord, these need to multiply, or I'm going to go crazy on the cashier or somebody because I am owed a full bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? I believe I could save millions of dollars for Lay's and the chip industry if they would let me do their packaging. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just cut out the two thirds that you're not going to fill anyway, and let's just give us what we paid for. You know what I'm saying? But here's the deal. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's a lot like that bag of chips. It's a perspective issue. It's a lens issue. I gave you the chips, and you're not upset because you didn't pay for it. You follow what I'm saying? You didn't pay for it. You don't care. You don't care if it's a quarter full. You're like, thank you, Jesus. I got chips in church. But here's what I know. I know when you pay for that bag of chips and you rip it open, and, and some of you, see, some of you, you're young. 
You're teenagers. You've never bought the bag of chips before. Well, in the name of Jesus, you're going to experience this one day, okay? You're going to rip the bag open, and you're going to realize you paid $4 for it, and it's a third full, and you're going, what in the world? Lord, Lord the, the rapture happened, and half the chips were left. Like, what's left? You know what I'm saying? Like, like God, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Doritos made it, but the plain chips are out. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how it worked out, right? And, and so here's the deal. A lot of it's the lens we look through. And today I want to talk to you about a choice, and a choice that really looks like this bag of chips. And the choice is this. We can look through the lens of entitlement, or we can look through the lens of gratitude. We can look through the lens of entitlement. I'm owed, right? I paid the full price for the chips. I need a full bag of chips, because nothing will make you angrier. Then when you see the Dorito man or the dude that's like doing the, the tortilla chips and he's shaking the bags to make them look like they're full. You're like, what are you doing? No, let everyone know y'all didn't fill it up, man. Let everyone know you're ripping me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, like entitlement. I'm owed something. I paid the price. I am, I deserve. Come on. And all it really is is a lens issue. And I'm going to choose the lens of gratitude. I'm going to choose the lens of gratitude. You say, Shane, what's, what's the big deal today? What's the one thing I want you to leave with? One, that we gave away chips in church. Two, right behind that, equally as important, is I'm going to choose the lens of gratitude. I'm going to choose the lens of gratitude. Because how you look at things is incredibly important. I'm going to jump into the Word of God today. I'm going to jump into Luke 15, 11 through 13, if you'll let me. doesn't matter if you're going to let me. That's where I'm going. Um, Luke 15, 11 through 13. I have no idea how I got this gig. This is going to be, a, it, it, we'll, we'll all work. We'll, we'll just work through this together. All right. Luke 15, 11 through 13. Here we go. To illustrate this point further, Jesus told them a story. There's a parable of Jesus. It's the prodigal son. If you haven't heard the story, please go read the whole thing. I'm going to read portions of it. But Luke 15, 11 through 13, it says, to illustrate the point, Jesus told them the story. A man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, I want my share of the estate now before you die. If this, there's a period there, and Shane wrote the rest of the story, it'd be like, and the dad told him to go dig a hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you ain't asking me for my estate. We're going to dig a hole. What are we digging a hole for? You'll see in a minute, son. It's going to be a sad day for your mama. You know what I'm saying? So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. Now, before we get to the context and really try to understand and wrap our mind around the story, during this day, um, if you really understand the context, it, it wouldn't be crazy for an elderly gentleman to divide his estate before he passed away. Um, it, it wouldn't be nuts. It wouldn't be like something crazy. So, like, in this story, it's a little different because he's not that old yet. And so, so basically this young guy's like, oh, dude, my, my, my buddy's friend, his dad's about to die, and he, did, they, they, he asked him to divide his estate, and he got his, his money, I guess. So I, I need my money. And here's when I read this story. Can we, we're just going to say something together, and, and it's going to be fun for a second, and it'll be good, be healthy for us all, really going to get something off our chest. We're just going to call this kid an entitled brat. Um, so, so just for a second, just take a deep breath, and then on the count of three, we're just going to call this guy an entitled brat. Everyone together, ready? Deep breath. One, two, three. Entitled brat. Doesn't that feel good? You ever, you just, never mind. It was just me. I don't know. Um, like, like, <laughs> there, 
is a kid that walks up to his dad and goes, I need, I need my share. I'm like, what? Here, here's what I realize about entitlement. And this is so important that we grasp right now here at the beginning of this message. Because if we don't grasp it now, we're, we're not going to grasp what God's saying to our heart. Entitlement is really easy to see in other people. It's really hard to see in ourselves. It's really easy to see in other people, but it's really hard to see in ourselves. No one walks around going, I'm entitled. Got a t-shirt. Had it made. Custom tees. It's great. No, no one does that. No one does that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like and, and when I read this scripture, when I look at the story of the prodigal, this is Jesus teaching, okay? So this is Jesus saying, there's a big issue here, and a lot of times we read right by the heart of the issue, and the heart of the issue is, is we've got an entitled brat on our hands. And this entitled brat, because he's entitled, the entitlement is causing division between him and the father. Entitlement is going to cause separation between you and God. Entitlement's going to cause separation between you and God. Maybe you're sitting in here today and you're going, man, I just I feel distant from God. Maybe there's a root of entitlement we need to get to. Maybe there's something going on because maybe you're sitting there saying, I paid the price. I am owed, right? right? Like God, like, like I, I did it, I did it, I did a good job. And, and I want to let you know, like this, these roots spring up all the time. For me, I've shared this story here. My dad passing away with cancer. My dad was a minister. And when he passed away, I, I felt entitled. Like God, you owe our family a miracle, He's a minister. He's sacrificed. Like, I checked every box, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I went through all the boxes. I went, check, check, check. If this is an application, it's the perfect application. But guess what? God owes me nothing. I owe him everything. Because the best I can do, the scriptures tell me, is filthy rags. The one thing I am 100% sure of, I guess there's about three or four things I'm 100% sure of, but the one thing right now I'm 100% sure of is we are all messed up people. Look at your neighbor and say you're jacked up. Look at your other neighbor and say, you're jacked up too. All right? This is what Isaiah 64, 6 says. It says, we're all infected and impure with sin. All of us. When we display our righteous deeds, they're nothing but filthy rags. We're messed up people. But then we read about Jesus, Mark 10, 45, it says this, it says, for even the Son of Man came not to be what? Served. But what did he come to do? Serve. He came to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. It wasn't about him. He didn't walk in. If there is anyone in the history of humanity that could have walked in a little bit entitled, it was Jesus. I am the Son I, it, <laughs> I am the son of God, bro. What you got? You know what I'm saying? Like that was not his attitude at all. He, he didn't walk in with a chip on his shoulder. He walked in with a towel in his hand. And he says, it's not about me. And so here's what I, can I just help you spot entitlement for a minute? Because if we can't see it in ourselves, we're going to struggle with this message. And we're going to struggle with the application of this message. So we've got to kind of evaluate our hearts. And can I tell you something? Don't nudge your neighbor. 
when I start talking about some of this. Just look at yourself. It's all good. Don't wave your wife's hand. Don't, don't be like, he's talking to you. Like, you know, the, 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 the more direct approach, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just like, let's, let's work through this together as a, a communal effort, okay? Spotting entitlement. Spotting entitlement, it's just like the alphabet. Entitlement starts just like the alphabet. I before you. I before you. How many times have you put the I before you? You, you came in and people, you, it's, it's about me, 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 what I want. I, 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 my feelings, my emotions, mine, 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 mine. And, and what I found is, is a lot of times we don't spot that right away. We don't realize that we put the I before you. And, and all I know is, is, is entitlement came out to me the most as we began fostering. Because I, I, I really, I thought like Lisa and I were looking at the possibility of adoption. And we're like, we're just going to get our feet wet. We're going to foster. And, and in case you didn't know, fostering is the single hardest thing you'll ever do in your life and the single most rewarding thing you'll ever do in your life. Meaning you invest your life, your heart, and your soul into children that are not your own for a season. You kiss them on the forehead. You pray over them. They get in a car and they go back to their parents. Okay? And it's worth every minute of it. You will be heartbroken but you will celebrate as your family extends. We have children that I still go pick up and take to Avengers movies, stuff them full of popcorn and candy, and then send them back to mom, okay? It's great. Great when you can give them to someone else, right? Um, but with that being said, um, it hit my heart when, when, um, w- when I'm sitting on the bed of a child that is not my own who crazy kid. I mean, these kids were, loved them to death, loved them like they're my own, right? Like, just great kids. Just crazy. And I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, and I'm telling a child what I've told my own, like, man, I believe in you. There's better behavior in you. You know, I know there's better in you than what I'm getting right now. Can we please give me the better? Like, give me the better, you know? And he tears up like, like a puppy dog, like, you know, just these big sad eyes and their tears and they're about to come out. I'm like, keep them in, keep them in. We'll all start crying, you know? And uh, he goes, no one's ever told me that before. I'm like, what? No one's ever told you there's better in you? He's like, no, no one's ever told me they believed in me before. And I'm like, dear God in heaven, I get it. It's not about me. It's not about it's not about if I can love this child for a season. It's not if I can do my best. It's about this child connecting to a heavenly father, seeing a godly man, raising a godly family, doing the best that he can, and getting more wrong than he gets right. But it's about you connecting to your children. And I was like, I'm still in awe when I tell the story. I before you. Because if it's about you, you'll never make sacrifices. You'll never do things. Why? Because, oh, it'll be too hard. I don't think I can let them go. <laughs> I got a new flash for you. You're going to let them go. They're going to come get them. <laughs> I promise you the car will pull up, <laughs> and they're going to come get them. This is how big of a scene it may be, but they're going to go. You know, they're going to go. And you will be left with the pieces, the family, crying at a door, watching a child go away. Why? Because it's not about us. It's about them, right? Other ways to spot entitlement. What's yours is mine, and what's mine is mine, and what's ours is mine. When everything becomes yours. My wife is here this service, so I've got to be careful how I walk this next section. 
But I, I, I learned this in marriage. Shortly after marriage, my wife goes, hey, guess what? I got a new flashlight. He goes, what's that? What's ours is mine. What's yours is mine. And what's mine is mine. It's all mine. And I'm like, great. Thank you very much. Um, but no, I mean, there's a reality that comes into play. And, and while I make light of that, um, the merging of things, the, the merging of all of that, there's a moment where we as adults can function like two-year-olds. You ever been in the two-year-old nursery? Ever stood outside the window and watched? Sharing is not at the top of their list. You're playing with the truck. Well, guess what? It's my truck. Booyah! And they like push each other, wrestle, and everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. No! What's mine is mine, what's yours is mine, and what's ours is mine is mine. And there's times that we as adults, we act the same way. We just don't make it as obvious, right? Where when the guy that's driving the new boat drives by and you go, oh, that's a nice boat, that should be mine. And you go out and drop a butt ton of money on a new boat, and then you realize you have to have a bigger truck to pull it. Come on, I feel at home here. You know why I feel at home? Because the only, the only differences is the city we meet in and the beard game. Y'all have a much stronger beard game here than where I come from. But um, other than that, we're pretty similar. And um, here's, here's what I understand. Like, like, we begin to look at things and go, if they have it, I should have it. It's mine. And we don't look at those subtleties. And we don't look at how our heart moves through that. And we just begin to play a game. It's mine. I am owed. And we find ourselves shaking in debt and wrestling things that we were never meant to wrestle because we've bought into an entitlement game instead of just following Jesus. Entitlement's going to create division between you and the Father. It's going to create tension. Maybe you're mad at God right now because, I, I didn't say this in first service, but I just, I'm just say it. Maybe you're mad at God right now because your finances are a train wreck. And maybe God's looking back at you going, yeah, but if you wouldn't have been chasing everything under the sun, you wouldn't be here in this position today financially. It's time to straighten the mess out. You're blaming me, meaning you're blaming God. And God's going, I never intended for you to live this way to begin with. If you'd have just followed my plan, if you'd have followed my purpose, he's like, I'm here to help you straighten it out. Anyway, that's free. If it, if it, it, I don't know. It's all Kevin's fault. When anger feels just, we can spot entitlement when anger feels just because it's about me and my feelings and my emotions. I have the right to be angry because this person did this, and I have the right to be angry because it went this way. I have the right to be angry. I, I love being a pastor and having pastor friends because like Pastor Kevin said, my friends call me and they vent. And you know what I say every time? I say the same thing every time. You want me to egg their house? I'll come up there. I'll egg their house. I don't care. They don't know me. When, when I pop up on their video camera, guess what? They're not going to be like, dude, who is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are they egging my house? They don't know me. They don't know me. I, and, and we all have that in us. Whether you want to admit it or not, you have it in you. Someone makes you angry, there is something in you that says, I've got to get even. I've got to do something. And some of you are like, no, I'm, just, I'm not that way. No, you're way more, like, subtle about it. You're, you, I mean, you, you're like eight steps down the road. I'm just like, dude, just go grab an egg and throw it. You'll feel better. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, like that's my go-to response. Like a little egg, not a problem. But man, some of y'all are like, oh, but I'm going to do this and then this and then this. And then over here, they'll lose their job because of this, this, and this. Like y'all think through this like, uh, like a monopoly game. And I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm surface level, y'all. Just get an egg. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, but, but, but here's 
the reality, when anger feels just, it's about me, my emotions, you did wrong to me. And guess what? Like, God is grace. The greatest message of all is grace. And the gospel goes the furthest when we don't get angry, but we give grace. The world throws eggs. When we respond and say, nah, man, it's good. I love you. I'm going to give you grace, and we're going to walk through this together. Then the, then the world is captivated by the love of God, and they see God in us. It's easy to throw eggs. I don't even know how much they are a dozen, but I mean, they're cheap, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let's just uh, throw eggs. Next week, next Sunday, be here. We're going to throw eggs. Pity parties. Poor little old me. When you're throwing a pity party, somewhere in there, there's entitlement. I am owed. Poor me. Oh, my world is not as good as it should be. Oh, poor me. My world is not this. Oh, poor me. My world, my world, my world. Well, I want to tell you the reality. Your world's pretty good. Some of you are like, Shane, you don't know. I, I just prayed that my car would start today and I could get here. Well, guess what? Your car started and you are here. I would rejoice in that fact because once a year, twice a year, I go to set my feet on the soil of Nicaragua. And every time I do, I step into little dirt huts that are held together, with some with zip ties and rope. Signs that have come off the side of the road. Some literally garbage bags over, over stuff. And, I, and I, every time I stand there, I go, God, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that I have running water, y'all. I'm thankful that I have a car that starts. I'm thankful that I can be here today. Uh, gratitude just begins to pour out of my heart because I can choose the lens of entitlement or I can choose the lens of gratitude. And I promise you today, as you woke up, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the situation is, it's looking a lot brighter than when I put my feet in Nicaragua. Here's another lens of entitlement. When you're not getting what you want, it becomes an issue. When, when not getting what you want becomes an issue. Come on. I know, no one's ever experienced that. I know that. It's just, this is ridiculous. I should just move on now. But since I'm not in my church, and I can tell you a true story because they ain't here. And they ain't going to listen to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I just tell you like it is. So in our area, charter schools are a big deal. They're the, the better of the schools, but the only way you can get them, they're free. The only way you can get them is a lottery system. And, and I guess people feel like if you get into a lottery system and they draw your name, you should pay the real lot of the next week. I don't know. I, don't, I ain't buying all that. But here's the deal. This lady believed that God wanted her son in this school. And for months, we were like, where's your kid? Oh, he's going here. Is he already in? No, he's going to be in the lottery. But God is going to get my child into this school. Bet. This is going to be great. This is setting up to be a fabulous story of God's grace and mercy. Like, God's going to get your kid into this school. Well, lo and behold, the lottery happens, and guess what doesn't happen? Her kid doesn't get in. Well, she has the audacity to run up to me and go, Shane, God, I mean, just, yeah, like, all upset at me. I'm like, time out first, I'm not a priest. Priests are the connection between God and man. I'm a pastor. We are messed up people pastors we ain't got a clue what we're doing you need a priest go find a priest you know what i'm saying like, that's the best i got <laughs> and, and she left the church and went to the catholic church. i'm just kidding um that's wrong lord i apologize um <laughs> this is a train wreck god, oh man um so, so here's the deal so so she gets all mad and she's mad at god because god owed her her child getting into the right school and she didn't even see it 
And as much as I hate to say it, she's acting like an entitled brat. God owed her this because God told her. God never told you that. You wanted that, and you pinned your wants off on God. And when it didn't come through, what happened? Distance happened between you and God because you didn't get what you wanted, right? But here's the deal. If, if, if that's the run, then how do we move from entitlement to gratitude? How do we move from entitlement to gratitude? Because we've got to move from entitlement to gratitude. We don't want a hint, a root of entitlement in any capacity in our heart. Because it's going, at some point, that root is going to grow and it's going to create a harvest. It's going to create, it's going to create distance between us and God. Luke 15, 21 through 24, the second half of the prodigal son, says his son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. He said, but the father said to the servants, quick, bring out the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf. We have been fattening. Thank you, Lord, for a good ribeye. You know you like a good fat ribeye. Thank you, Jesus. Spiritual right there. All right? This is Jesus telling the story. Um, it's important. And, and, and kill the calf and be fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For the son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. So this entitled son, where his heart started was repentance and repentance is a word in the church we don't like using a whole lot it's like some foreign word but here's what repentance means it means we're going to turn and go a different direction i was entitled but now god i'm going to give gratitude i'm just going to be thankful for the things that i have you don't owe me anything god instead i'm going to turn from thinking that i'm owed something and i'm going to start facing the lens of gratitude and i'm just going to walk this way and sometimes we have to repent, we have to turn. God, I'm sorry, and I'm going to walk this way. Why is apology so foreign to us? Why? My wife's like, amen, listen to what you're saying right now in the name of Jesus. Shane, you need to listen. I'm going to play this for you when we go home in just a little while. You're going to listen to why are apologies so foreign to us, right? Like, like all it means is we're turning and we're walking a different direction. God, I'm not going to do this anymore. And that's where the sun started. I may have been entitled. I may have walked with a chip on my shoulder. I may have walked with an attitude. But guess what? God, I'm going to turn 180 degrees. I'm going to go the other way because I don't want distance between us. And however it looks, even if I'm not treated like a son anymore, I know it's better to be with you than to be with anyone else. And he said, no, you're a son. You'll always be a son. You'll always be a child of mine. He said, come on in. It starts with repentance. Can I tell you the second thing right behind it is is subtle. If we we start seeing the the roots of of entitlement in us, then guess what we have to do? We have to have some people that will hold us accountable. Because I don't know too many people that walk around going, I'm entitled, I'm entitled, I'm entitled. No. And and not too many people in the small group sits there and goes, I have a problem with entitlement. So we need help. We need to take some steps to get away from entitlement. I'll give you some steps. I before you. If, if, if the I before you is a problem, then guess what you need to do? You need to serve. You need, you need to serve. You need to find a place to serve. You may serve in the local school. Serve in your church. Come on, get involved in the dream team. Serve people and, and make a difference in their life because real quick you get the lens that it's not about you. It's about other people. What's yours is mine, what's mine is mine, what's ours is mine, everything is mine. If everything is yours, then the the solution for that is to give, to give. 
you, you've got to begin to live generously. I have found it's easier for some people to give a check than give of their time. And God says, no, 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 no. Generosity covers it all. I'm going to give my time, my talent, and my resources. I am going to give. What do I do when anger feels just? I have to forgive. I have to forgive. It is a mandate in the scriptures. I don't have a choice. I have to forgive. And the reason why I'm telling you these is because you can walk up to someone, you don't have to say, I'm entitled, I need some help. You can walk up to someone and someone say, I need to really start, I, I need to learn to give. I need to learn to serve. I need to learn to forgive and walk in forgiveness. And people can help you with these steps. When you, what happens when it's poor little old me and you're throwing your pity party? You need to get a confetti cannon. I'm serious. Y'all think I'm joking? I'm serious. Get a big one. You need to throw a party because you need to start celebrating some stuff. You're like, Shane, there ain't nothing to celebrate. My car's broke down. The starter, I got to hit it with a hammer to get it to start. Uh, I'm telling you, there's nothing to celebrate. Celebrate that you got a hammer and that you get to hit your starter. Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm popping a confetti cannon because I ain't got to walk 10 miles through the jungle, so to speak, down through a river that, that people are washing their clothes in just to get to a Bible study. No, I get to get in my car that barely starts. I get to drive, hopefully either with air conditioning or the window down, and I get to get to a place. Lord, I'm just going to celebrate your goodness. Because God, you've been good to me. What happens when, it's, when not getting what you want is causing an issue? You need to come on. You need to praise Jesus. You need to get there and praise. There's a difference between praise and worship. Praise is a declaration. Worship is telling God of the goodness of who he is. Sometimes you need to praise. God, I praise you. I praise you because I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. God, I praise you and thank you that, God, my family is blessed. God, I thank you. I thank you for the house we live in. I thank you for the running water. I thank you that, God, I have electricity. God, I thank you that I have two cars that run, one well and one not so well, but, God, they run. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that my kids are healthy. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. I'm going to declare the statements of God, and I'm going to give them all to you. Why? Because God, you are good, and I'm going to look through the lens of gratitude, and it doesn't matter what the world tries to tell me. I'm going to keep my eyes and my focus on you, and I'm going to declare how good you are. Because too many times what we do is we look at our surroundings and we let them dictate our heart. No, we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus, and we're going to let him dictate everything. God, you are good. God, you are faithful. God, you are trustworthy. God, I'm going to praise you even when everything around me says I shouldn't. Come on, Job. I'm going to give you all the glory, all the praise, because God, you are good and faithful. I'm going to get my praise on. Your, your hanky person just missed out. I don't know who you are, but you missed out. I gave you every opportunity right there. I'm going to wrap this up, and here's the deal. This is what it says. It says, and I want to get to the root of the issue, okay? I've given you some steps, but now I'm going to dig the hole a little deeper, and I'm going to get to the root. And, and the best-selling book, minus the Bible of all times, was Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. It goes, the Bible, then Rick Warren's book, okay? Like, impressive, I guess it's like God, the Father, God's Son, God, the Holy Spirit, Trinity. It's like some of the disciples, maybe, and then Rick Warren. I don't know, okay? I don't know. I don't know how this thing plays out, but here's what I know. Purpose-driven life, the very first line. Does anyone know what the first line is? Close. It's not about you. That's the first line in a book, and it sold all these copies. Everyone's like, oh, I need to buy that book. The first line, it's not about you. I do not need this book. You know what I'm saying? 
My friend told me to buy it. My friend's crazy, you know? Like, it's not about you. If the, the heart of entitlement starts when it becomes about you. It's not about you. It's about the Father. It's about Him, Him being glorified, Him every day, more people coming to know Him. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says it this way. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. God, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to give you all the praise. I'm going to give you all the glory. God, it's all about you. It's all about you. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.